church. I will plug again, uh, even though it was just kind of referenced a few seconds ago by Pastor Chad. Um, encourage you to go back and listen to the series we just came out of, the six-part series, Feelings Reigning Over Emotions. Um, you know, the, the main theme of that was, was emotions and feelings make horrible masters, right? So, and we have a culture that thinks and, and kind of acts the opposite. So I can't say enough about how good that was and how that impacted me so, so much. And, and uh, you know, it might be overwhelming, like, ah, I've got to listen to a six-part series again. And uh, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> but um, I'll tell you what, Chad, Pastor Chad, is easy to listen to on double speed. I, he, he talks so well and communicates so well, even on double speed, you can still take it in. And I blew through the series twice, and what just took me a matter of a couple hours or something or an hour. So at work, I'm doing some anonymous work at work. So yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. And I actually hear that if you, I heard somebody say, that if you listen to things in a faster speed, you're actually your mind is actually more uh, equipped to, to take it in better. I don't know how they said that, but after experiencing it, it makes sense. So, because I think sometimes when I listen at normal speed, I kind of you kind of yeah, you know, doze off or zone out or whatever. But when you're in fast, you're like, oh, I got to keep up. I got to keep up. Maybe that's what it is. So, anyways, so really really awesome series. So uh, go check that out on our podcast website, YouTube. So, um, but at the end of uh, last week's message, the close of that series, uh, Pastor Chad um, kind of pointed to uh, the importance of something and that probably had something to do with me listening to it twice that really jumped out at me. And it's always, I would say it's one of those things that's always in the forefront of my thinking when it comes to just foundational truths that the church as a whole needs to get, needs to walk in, needs to live in, needs to not forget, um, and that is the reality of our position in Christ, of who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. And, and that's just something that he kind of pointed to, so I just felt that leading, so I went with it, and here we are. Um, so we're going to kind of walk through this. Um, you know, we, we all of the time say, and, and you maybe all of the time here in different arenas or different ministries, that, you know, this is the basic truth that we are three-part being. We're made in His image, right? And we're three parts. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're spirit, soul, body, right? We are a spirit. We have a soul. We know that's our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we live in a body, right? It's just basic information here. We take it for granted. And, and that is a vital truth in itself to understand and to be able to walk out victoriously in this life, to understand the differences there. Because so many people, I mean, we see people all over culture identifying as their body and not happy with it, and they want to change that. And, and we see where that's going. And it's not good. So we want to, we want to be um, focused in on the reality that we're really spirit beings. And, um, and as children of God, we are resurrected spirit beings. We are full of Holy Spirit. We are alive as opposed to dead spirits. 
And we're going to touch a little bit on that. But one of the most beautiful illustrations of this is uh, when Pastor Chad uh, first I first got it from him. If he got it from somebody else, I don't know. But um, the beauty, the beautiful image of Holy Spirit baptizing us into Christ at the new birth. Being born again, you are actually baptized into Christ's body. And he gave the illustration of that white fabric dyed, you know, we'll just choose purple because it's royal. And and that purple dye, and when that fabric is taken out, that dye is in the fabric. The fabric is in the dye. Good luck separating that. And that's such a beautiful picture of us being baptized into Christ and fully immersed. Baptized means to dunk, be immersed, right? And that's what happened at the new birth. And that's, that's such a beautiful illustration, and I hope that maybe helps Um, shed some light on that, but what's actually happening in the Spirit. James 1.22-25 speaks about the Word of God being our mirror, right? Our mirror, and it it goes to that. Pastor Shed kind of touched on that. I'm just making a reference to it. So, that's so important in our life as as we journey in Christ in our life to realize to know who we really are, to find our identity in the truth of the Word of God. And it's our mirror. And so so often, you know, there's so many little one-liners I can throw out here. Like, uh, I think as Martin Luther said, you know, i got to hear the Gospel every day because I forget the Gospel every day and, and all that. And I'm going to throw out another one here shortly. But, um, but that's so, so important to realize that if you want to know who you really are in Christ, who you really are spiritually, we need to keep our eyes focused on the mirror of the Word of God and see us in the Word of God and what He says. Because it's we're going to kind of say this in a few different ways, but um, I feel like um, do I feel like am I like a fire hose right now? Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> there's so much. The hardest part about putting a message together is what not to say. <laughs> so, because there's about ten times more. Uh, Elsewhere, where I'm pulling from. So, but Romans 12, 2, one of my favorite scriptures, almost like Christian 101, right? Um, Romans 12, 2 tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind to the Word of God, right? So, if we want to see life transformation, it doesn't come but by renewing our mind to the Word of God. And um, I was, I had titled this message a little different. You wouldn't believe the little stupid things I go through with simple things that mean not a whole lot. (laughs) I get caught up in the little things sometimes, but uh, it it was going to be something along, the word real was going to be in here somewhere. But anyway, so I kind of mentioned I was doing some monotonous work. I've been doing some monotonous work at work, and um, which is nice, you know, you don't have to use your brain too much. You think, imagine, all this. And um, so I said, realist, for whatever reason, realist came in. I'm sure that's a fairly new, maybe it's not, but realism is actually something completely different. You can go down that road yourself in the Googles, but um, a realist, I thought, what is the definition of a realist? Is that me? Am I a realist? So, here you go, take it or leave it. So this is just a quick definition of realist. A person who recognizes what is real or possible 
in a particular situation. And also it means one who accepts and deals with things as they really are. And that's what we're going into here. I want to be a spiritual realist. I want to be a realist in the sense that I want to know the real me, which is the one that's in Christ. That's the real me. That's the real Tom I want to know. So in that sense, I want to be a realist. Amen? Alright, so I'm probably misusing that and whatever, but that's, that, that's, I have the liberty to do it. Do whatever I want with that. So you just, you just, okay. Join me if you like it. So today is going to be a little bit interactive. You ready? I've already seen that you can do confessions and repeat after me type stuff, right? So we're going to do a little bit of that today. I'm going to help you kind of prime the pump, so to speak, on in Christ realities. We're not going to read the whole Bible, but it might feel like it by the end of the, the message. But but there's some scriptures, I'm going to remind you of this at the end of service, but there's some scriptures on the back table, a piece of paper next to the food sign-up sheet, um, that speak of, they're just references, they're not typed out, they have the whole verse, um, references of in Christ, in Him, in whom, things of that nature. It's not an exhaustive list, but I thought it would maybe get you going if you if you so choose. So, um, on your way out or whatever, you can grab one of those papers. I'm not sure how many there are. But uh, feel free to grab those and, and, and to continue going down this, this road. And uh, today, again, I'm just gonna, we're going to prime the pump a little bit and, and kind of focus on who we are in Christ Jesus, the real us. So let's get started um, in the book of 2 Corinthians. So we're going to start 2 Corinthians 5.17. This is uh, pretty... All these scriptures are going to be pretty, you know, familiar to you. Should be anyways. So we're just going to go through these. And then we're going to declare some truths to just solidify, hey, this is, I believe this. We're going to, we're going to speak this, speak life over us today, amen? So 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. All right, let's let's start practicing right now. You ready? All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say it and you're gonna repeat it, and we're just gonna go through this. All right, can we do this? Let's do it. So say this: I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I have the life of God in me. I have the nature of God in me. And I have the ability of God in me. Amen. I believe it. Do you believe it? I believe it. Amplified Classic in this uh, verse here says that the old things, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. So that's what it's speaking of, the old things. And we've heard it said different ways. And again, I'm, there's a lot I'm going to not say today probably because you can get really uh, going on this stuff. But what was our former spiritual condition? Dead. We were dead. So if you're, there's only two kinds of people in this world. In Christ, in Adam. What does that mean? Remember Adam and Eve? Where they chose to be their own gods? And then they, Satan became their Lord and all this stuff. So in Adam, outside of in Christ, in Adam, Adam had a, got, 
God, well, he was actually born again backwards. He was born into spiritual death, right? So we know that he, he, when he ate of the tree, he didn't die physically, he died spiritually. So his nature became a sin nature. And guess what? They were the beginning set of parents. So everything, everyone was born through Adam and Eve, right? Came up in that way. So we had a sin nature. Well, Jesus came as the last Adam, the second Adam, the last Adam. And when we grab hold of what he has to offer, salvation that only comes through him, we get a new nature. We get his nature, a nature of that's righteous and holy and pure and sealed by Holy Spirit. So that's our new nature. And that's what this is, is speaking of. Ephesians 2 1 says, And he made you or, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So that kind of just speaks to that same thing. We were dead in our trespasses and sin before we embraced Jesus, but He first embraced us. Amen? That's so good. He loved us before we loved Him. But as far as our salvation, that can only come through Christ. When we receive that, we get a new nature, and it's His nature. It's a nature that it's in right standing with God. And that sounds a lot like the Gospel. Good news. So this new creation has also been said to be this, the Greek term, whatever, is a new species of being that never existed before. So you're brand new. I don't care how long you've been born again, you're still brand new. I used to think I was an old creature, but I'm still a new creature. So let's go to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians 2.10. says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things He planned for us Long ago. Alright, say this after me. I am God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus. Amen. I believe it. So, be mindful of how you speak about God's masterpiece. Whether that's you as His masterpiece or your significant other as His masterpiece or anybody else as his masterpiece. How many knows we can run ourselves down pretty good when we mess up? But he made us worthy new creation masterpieces. Amen? He made us worthy. It's because of him that we're worthy. So, declare what the Word of God says about his masterpieces. Whether you feel like it or not. Right? Because I, we're all guilty of that, you know. I'm so fill in the blank, stupid, dumb, whatever. You know, you can you can go on, but but renew your mind. If you have to look in the mirror, and say it with your eyes open, you are God's masterpiece. Maybe that's a a daily morning routine when you're brushing your teeth. Don't say it with toothpaste in your mouth. That's the worst. Anyway, I'm going to skip what I just about said. All right. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For He hath made Him to be sin for us. So God, this is talking about Jesus, was made to be sin for us. Who knew no sin, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. So say this, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. My standing with God is secure. I stand before God justified just as if I'd never sinned. That was hard to say, wasn't it? Maybe. That's how he sees you as his masterpiece in Christ. There is no sin in your born again spirit. Our spirit has been sealed with Holy Spirit. And again, I'm repeating a lot, I'll be repeating a lot of things that Pastor Chad touched on in this past series. When when something is sealed, it keeps the impurities out, right? And how, how beautiful is that, that? That's the way God sees you. Colossians 1, the first chapter of Colossians 1, it's, I think it's in the New Living Translation, the way it words it is we stand before Him pure and holy without a single fault. And that, I don't know how many times I had to read that before I like, okay, I can say this without flinching now. <laughs> like That's amazing truth. That he sees us. He, he has placed us in right standing with himself. Because it's his righteousness in us. Amen. Second Corinthians one twenty two tells us our spirit oh, I just read that. I'm gonna I'm gonna prove that that I just didn't make that up, right? <laughs> it's in Second Corinthians one twenty two tells us our spirit has been sealed by Holy Spirit and he lives in our hearts as a guarantee. As a guarantee. So fear not, little flock. Alright, 1 Corinthians 15.34 tells us to awake to righteousness and sin not. And Pastor Chad has said this. I had heard this from a former pastor of mine. I was just struggling with, you know, you struggle with different things. And, you know, you, know, you can go for years. You can go for, I don't know, decades maybe, whatever. But trying to figure out how do I Stop allowing this to rule my life or and whatever that could be. And then one day he said, look at this scripture in 1 Corinthians 15.34. When you awake to your righteousness in Christ, when you really get a revelation that God sees you in right standing with Him because of Jesus' finished work, when you identify yourself as this righteousness of God in Christ, this new creation, this won't be an issue. This will be nothing. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly how I was freed. I started studying the word of righteousness. I started studying who I am in Christ Jesus as the righteousness of God in Christ, placed in right standing with Him, And that completely freed me effortlessly. There was no struggle. It was just a simple awakening. And if somebody in here, in the sound of my voice, you know, is struggling with something that it's just been this thing that has just been haunting you for way too long, embrace the truth, the reality of as a born-again believer, your righteousness in Christ Jesus. 
awake to that. Ask Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. One of the, the roles of Holy Spirit in the Gospel of John says He'll lead us into all truth. That is truth. Say, Holy Spirit, lead me into the truth that I have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. I mean, just, that's it. So, and it's an, again, I, it sounds simple, but it was. It was a revelation that Holy Spirit gave me, and it was so, it's so beautiful that that's, he, he longs for us to step into that truth and to just rest in that truth. We need to, what was happening when I was, you know, all those many years or whatever it was dealing with that, my mind was on the sin or the missing it or the, the issue. My mind was there. So I had a consciousness, a sin consciousness. But we need a righteousness consciousness. That's the key. That's the key. And uh, I heard somebody say once that right believing will produce right living or right actions. So when you start believing right, which is how God says, what God says about us in His Word, that right living, those right actions kind of just flow supernaturally, naturally. I don't know. Naturally, supernaturally. But I hope, uh, yeah, I feel like somebody had to hear that stuff. So um, I pray Holy Spirit would just give you, I'll give us all a fresh revelation of our righteousness in Christ. Let's go to the book of Romans now. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. That's in found in Romans 8.1. Let's make a confession. Say this after me. Because I am in Christ Jesus, right now, there is no sense of condemnation about me. Amen. He didn't come into the world to condemn the world, that, but that through Him the world might be saved. If there's any condemning going on, it's not God. And I lived under, I'm not going to go down my little story, but I lived in some serious condemnation. I literally thought God was mad at me. He was done with me. He was like, too bad for you. Like I was, mentally that's where I was at. Like too far gone stuff. But then I got a revelation of my righteousness in Christ. So no matter how much I thought I was screwing up, He still saw me in Christ. He still saw me as His righteousness. Not based on my actions, but based on the actions of Jesus. Jesus' Jesus finished work. And that's the beauty of it all. Is it's all about Jesus. You know, condemnation means, one of the definitions is unfit for use. Well, let me tell you something. You're not unfit for use because Holy Spirit has come to reside inside of you. Inside of your spirit. And we've talked about this also recently. That we are those temples of Holy Spirit. Where heaven meets earth. Wherever you go, heaven goes. Wherever you go, the kingdom goes. That's fun sounding. You get to bring heaven wherever you go. Even if you're walking into hell every day. (laughs) You have Holy Spirit. And uh, 
He's ready to flow through us at any moment. We just have to yield, right? We saw a lot of yielding to Holy Spirit this morning and, and testifying of His goodness. Testifying of His, of his awesome uh, activity in our lives. And uh, He's so, so good. And, and uh, there's more to come. So, say this with me. Lord, thank you for making me usable. Amen. I pray that every day. Make me a blessing to others today. Make me usable. So, that's just something I... It helps. Body of Christ, there's a lot of wisdom, a lot of revelation. and All that, all that came from somebody else. But I thought it was so good. I'm going to jump on board. So... It's, it's fun to, to, to put yourself out there and ask the Lord to just to make you usable. So let's go to chapter 5 in Romans. Take a couple steps back here. Romans 5.17 says, For if by one, it by if, let me start over. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, that was Adam, kind of touched on that, much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. Let's say this. Let's confess this. I have received abundance of grace. I have received the gift of righteousness. I reign as a king in this life through Jesus Christ. Amen. We all have our different spheres of influence, right? We all have our little domains that, that we're in, right? And um, we are to reign as kings with spiritual authority in those spheres of influence. We can take authority over you, whether it's especially your home, for one thing, but in your workplace, wherever you regularly are, you have Christ in you. You have the authority over the enemy. You have spiritual authority to take captive whatever the enemy is trying to do to bring confusion, dissension, whatever it is. You can walk into that place and reign as a king. You don't have to Walk in, hear thee, hear thee. I am God's oracle. And then, you know, don't be weird. (laughs) But we have spiritual authority over all the powers of the enemy. We're to look just like Jesus. And I hear this said a lot by a gentleman I listen to, this minister. And he kind of just points this out on a regular basis, you know. Where, remember Philip in, in, in the Gospels, he asked Jesus, show us the Father. And Jesus is like, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, this minister I listened to, he's like, so we're representatives of Jesus. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. We should be able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. I know, that goes down hard, doesn't it? <laughs> That's why it's so important to see ourselves in Christ. That's huge. 
We'll get there. We'll get there. But that's, that's the reality of it. If we're representatives of Jesus, if we're ambassadors for Christ on the earth, just like Pastor Chad touched on that, all those accounts where we identify as the disciples, rather than seeing us as in the place that Jesus was resting in the storm, resting, and when everybody else was scared for their life. So, yep, stretching. We're going to get stretched here shortly too. So I'm looking forward to that, this next series. So let's go to First John, the epistle of John, his first epistle. It says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So let's confess this. Say this. Because I am in Christ, the greater one lives in me. He is greater than the devil. He is greater than sickness and disease. He is greater than circumstances. Amen. Romans 8.11 says, But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. And the context of this Scripture um, in this verse, the them it's speaking of that we have overcome is the spirit of Antichrist in the context of this Scripture. How many can see pretty clearly the spirit of Antichrist on this earth? We have overcome. We have overcome. And that is, uh, that is good, good news. Let's go back to Romans now. Back to Romans. It says Romans 8.37 says, We are more than conquerors through Him who loved us. This is an easy one. You can say this one. So let's confess this. Say, I am more than a conqueror in this life through Jesus Christ. Amen. So, this illustration has been given, and, and if you haven't heard it, I'll just give I'm giving it whether you heard it or not. But the more than a conqueror, right? So the best the best illustration I ever got of this was everybody knows Rocky, right? Yeah. So Rocky the fighter, heavyweight fighter. Um, so the more than a conqueror was Rocky. You know, you, if y'all seen Rocky, y'all know. But you know, he's all the work he had to do, all the training he had to do, chasing chickens, punching sides of beef, all the stuff, getting yelled at by Mick. All this stuff. You know, he's going through all this training and, and all the different movies is just different levels of training and uh, getting his butt kicked by different people and, and going through all that. And so, but as, as the champion coming home, so he, he was the conquering champion, right? And he comes home and hands over the prize money to Adrian. She's more than a conqueror. She didn't have to put any effort forth to get the reward, right? And in Christ Jesus, how many knows He jumped through all the hoops that we could? We never had a prayer to jump through. Jesus did all the hard work. Jesus fulfilled the law. Jesus took the stripes on His back. Jesus took the sin of the world on Himself, past, present, and future. 
And we are more than conquerors because of Him. He conquered it all. Death, hell, and the grave. He took the test, aced it, crossed every T, dotted every I, and we, when we embrace Him as our Savior, we get His test results. That's just a simple way to put it. And that's good news. That's good news, amen? And then, not only that, He wants to come live inside of us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Philippians. Philippians. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So let's confess this. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all through Christ. He strengthens me. He strengthens me. I, cannot I cannot be conquered. I cannot be defeated. I cannot be defeated. Amen. I believe that. So Christ, in this Scripture and other translations say, Christ, who strengthens me? This is out of the King James, and I heard somebody expound on this, the accuracy of this. We're going to just touch on that real quick. But Christ means, it's not Jesus' last name, in case you're wondering, but Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. So that's what Christ means. So his anointing is his burden removing, yoke destroying power. That's the, that's the best way I've ever heard it taught. I listened to a whole cassette tape series on this. Right? Remember those? <laughs> Called the anointing, or the anointed one. But it is God's yoke-destroying, burden-removing power. It's His anointing. And, um, and it's in us. It's in us. We are anointed. Uh, our flesh and our natural human reasoning limit us in our abilities, right? How many of you ever reasoned yourself right out of lots of stuff? I feel like I almost do on a regular basis. But uh, like, hey, just because he cooked the dinner doesn't mean you shouldn't clean up too. I reason he made the mess. Oh, wait. Anyways, that's more, that's caramel stuff. But Ethan cooked dinner last night and you would have thought a nuclear bomb went off in the kitchen. <laughs> But it was good. But mom and mom and dad joined forces and whipped that place into shape. So, all right, I digress. Um, but we we always are talking ourselves out of and reasoning ourselves out of things, and uh, and we need not not do that. So instead of uh, you know, even in our, our spiritual walk, we we like to tell God about all of our problems and 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 how impossible certain certain things are and all that stuff. And you've heard it said before, rather than tell God about your mountains or your storms, start telling your mountains and your storms about your God, right? And that's, that's, a, huge, that's a huge step in itself, just to be composed and say, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what the circumstance looks like. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You know, we, we see that, I mean, the, I think the best illustration of that is David, right? When he when he comes to give him pizza, they want to bring he has to bring bread and cheese. I think it was a pizza to his brothers in the, the army of Israel and getting taunted by Goliath, right? And uh, Goliath running in his mouth for quite a while, and David's like, "Who is this uncircumcised Philistine?" And then he starts saying what he's going to do to Goliath. And uh, you don't ever I heard you don't ever face your your giants with your mouth shut. You face him speaking. And um, 
David told them what exactly was going to happen, and that's exactly what happened. Head cut off and the whole works. So I hear, I heard he, he hanged that head, that head hanging in his bedroom. That's what a typical teenage boy would do. But, anyways, huh? good kid story. Yeah, I still. Pastor Chad said this years ago, and I'm like, I agree with you. I want to see this. Like, it'd be great to have like a trilogy of David's life. Like, oh man. It, you know, it would be parental guidance for sure. So, uh, Yeah, David got up real early the day he beat Goliath up. All right, I like it. That's one more bit of wisdom we need. Let's go to Ephesians now. Ephesians 2, 4 through 6 we'll read. It says, But God who is rich in mercy, because of His great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let's say this confession. I was crucified with Christ. When He was raised, I was raised with Him. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. positionally, you are seated with Christ. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome that you are in Christ, seated? And He's seated at the right hand of the Father. You should be pretty chill. God's laughing at all the ridiculousness of the scheming and the plotting of the nations and how they're raging. And it says He laughs. He's probably reaching over. Jesus, isn't that funny? And then you're in Christ. You should be laughing. That's funny. Anyways, maybe you're not there yet. I think it's funny. All right, so let's, let's I guess, end with uh, a scripture. One last scripture in Philemon. Philemon says that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. And that's what we've been doing today is acknowledging what is in us in Christ Jesus. The truth about that. And do you, I have just three little bullet points to say here. Um, but you believe what you say about yourself more than anyone else. So say what God says about you. The way you think is so powerful you will never act against it. So think the way God thinks about you. And finally, you will never rise higher than what you believe. So believe the way God believes about you. We need to keep renewing our minds to these truths. I mean, that's, that totally goes without saying, but we will see transformation in our life. Just like I saw transformation in my life when I began renewing my mind to who I was in Christ as far as being made the righteousness of God in Christ. I awoke to my righteousness in Christ. And sin, that sin that held me captive, 
became a non-issue. It was like just an effortless change. And it was beautiful. And that's, that's, that's just so important to remember to continue to renew our minds in this. And this is the, here's a one-liner. It's kind of cute, but it's so true. And uh, it was Kenneth Hagen. I was actually listening to a message that he had about in Christ realities and, and the like. But it says, your mind doesn't stay renewed any more than your, than your hair stays combed. Or your face stays shaved, I guess, if hair isn't applicable. Um, but that's so true. You don't just do it once. Right? I mean, I opened up a little bit with referencing that that quote from uh, Martin Luther saying, I gotta hear the gospel every day because every day I forget the gospel. And that's what it is. It's, it's a continual renewing of our mind. The reality is that we have been baptized into Christ. We are one spirit with Him. But our mind has to be renewed to that truth. And, uh, and that's, the, that, that's the important part about this. But again, if, if you'd like, there are handouts on the back table um, with scriptures that just kind of point you to in Christ realities. In Christ, in Him, in whom there's lots more. So um, throughout the epistles, from like, like Pastor Chad mentioned last week, from Romans to Revelation, um, as you go through there, just find those places and identify yourself with those truths. And um, that's it. That was easy. You guys did good. Thanks for interacting. <laughs> but uh, this is again, this was just to kind of prime the pump today and, and uh, just to reiterate some things, some truths that we've heard in the last few weeks. And uh, getting our minds renewed to in Christ realities is so vital. It's just so foundational. And uh, if you continue listening uh, to our, you know, our messages here, and um, that's what you're going to get, just a re- reinforcing of that, because we're always pointing to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Christ in us, and us in Christ. Amen. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information, or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.